Greetings, salutations, all that good stuff. What's up? So first and foremost, I'd like to say thank you to uh, anybody and everybody who listened to the first episode. Uh, I thought for sure it was going to be stupid and corny and people weren't going to like it. But the reactions and the feedback that I got back from people that actually listened to it was a little overwhelming. Um, I thank you. I thank you for for all of it, for listening. So the podcast is clearly entitled That's Debatable. Simply because I like to debate. I think I outlined that pretty well in the first episode. I think I outlined that pretty well just in being me. And if you know me and you've interacted with me, whether it be on social media, via text, or just in life, you know that I am a uh, very uh, a handful a handful to to deal with and love to debate, love to argue. So clearly uh, that's why this podcast is named that. However, from, from, from the feedback that I got back from the first episode, people enjoyed listening to stories, I guess, uh, and learning about who I was. Uh, there was quite a few people that reached out to me saying that they had a similar childhood or they had similar experiences or, or what have you. Um, so I think that with this, with this platform, uh, yes, I definitely want to debate. Yes, I definitely want to have guests. I definitely want to have people to argue with. Uh, but I, sometimes I want to I want to tell some stories. So that being said, this episode is going to be a little bit of both. So the Buffalo Bills are my ultimate love. We all know that. Everyone that knows me knows that. My uh, very, very close second love in life <laughs> is my wife. <laughs> or maybe my kids, I don't know. But th- th- for the sake of this conversation, we're going to go with my wife being number two, right? To the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's not even close. I mean, uh, so I decided I wanted to make an episode talking about the relationship that I have with my wife. We've been together for 14 years. We've been married for 10 and she's my best friend, all right? And I'm her best friend. We, we are, we refer to ourselves as a badass unit because, you guessed it, because we're a badass unit. We make things happen. My weaknesses are her strengths. Her, and my strengths are her weaknesses. We are like a yin and yang. We are perfect for one another. There's nothing that we cannot work out together and have not worked out together. And here I just want to briefly describe some of the some of the shit that we've been through, some of the shit that has strengthened our relationship. And then afterwards, um, I want to bring her on here and we can we can discuss it because I couldn't tell you how many times people have been around us in person or have seen videos of us interacting and they love it. They think we're hilarious. We we are just relentless. We attack one another uh, we, we play off one another. We, we just, we're just amazing together. And that sounds arrogant, but I, I, I have to sound arrogant because it's the truth. So I'm going to get right into it, how we met and all that good stuff. And look, you know, like a, a bunch of little uh, facts, if you will, about John and Jackie. And then, as I said, afterwards, I'll bring her on for some, from some, for some Q&A and some debates and some, some good hard-hitting shit. So here goes. So Jackie and my relationship started in January of 2006. The exact date was January 6th, 2006. 
I remember that because we went out for a friend of mine's birthday. My best friend at the time, his girlfriend, who happens to be one of Jackie's better friends. So we were at uh, a bar on Long Island called Mulcahy's. And I'm sure uh, if you are from Long Island, you know the spot. Uh, so that's where our relationship started. However, that's not where I met Jackie. Uh, I had met Jackie years prior. I, th- I don't remember if it was 2000 or 2001, but my roommate at the time uh, worked with Jackie. And he had a little party at our apartment uh, for his coworkers, and I met her there. Um, so 2000, 2006, we were out for a birthday party at Mulcahy's, and uh, all the time leading up to that, Leading up to 2006, all the time, my friends, my friend's girlfriend would would bring Jackie up on some on some level. Um, you know, in 2005, when the Mustangs uh, got re-released, the retro Mustangs got re-released. Uh, apparently, Jackie had bought one, and her friend Lisa needed to let me know that for some reason. Uh, it was it was very strange. Didn't know, didn't exactly know why she would keep me in the loop with everything. Uh, everything that Jackie had uh, going on in her life. For the couple years in between me meeting her and us being uh, our friendship slash relationship was rekindled in 2006. Leading up to that, all those years, I would hear about major events in Jackie's life. So January 6, 2006, we're at Mulcahy's for a birthday party and I'm flirting with Jackie. Uh, I find out later on that she had broken up with her boyfriend either that day or the day before. I don't remember. Um, But... I was being aggressive. Now, mind you, I had just gotten out of a four-year relationship with my kid's mother. Uh, that relationship, uh, as I said in my first episode, uh, is was less than perfect, and we're going to leave it at that. And I'm always going to refer to that relationship as less than perfect. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, I was just getting out of that relationship. I had two kids. Uh, I had gone through a transformation of life. I went from being the quiet type, the shy type, the never have my voice heard type to being outspoken. It was, I was so miserable with the person that I had become that I vowed to just become the opposite person. So I was very outgoing. I spoke to anybody and didn't care. I brimmed with confidence. And let me tell you, that confidence was not real. That confidence was not real. I pretended that I had confidence and then in turn gained confidence. I pretended that I was the most attractive man in the world, and I pretended that I believed that. And because of that, I, I gained confidence because women are, are attracted to confidence. I learned that. So that night, um, I was hitting on Jackie. Apparently, she was not in the mood, seeing that she just uh, just got out of a relationship as well. Um, but hers was much more fresh than mine. Mine had been about a year and a half. Hers... Um, maybe 12 hours or so, (laughs) but I was going to do what I was going to do. And I was hitting on her and, uh, not to go into specifics with some of the stuff that I was saying, but let's just say I was being quite aggressive. And uh, if you ask Jackie today, she'll tell you straight up that, uh, I was being annoying and she didn't enjoy me acting the way I was acting and being aggressive. However, at the end of the night, we all left and we went to the diner. And I remember we, um, I think it was the Massapequa Diner. And at one point, I wanted to exchange numbers with Jackie. So being the confident prick that I was, I flip open my flip phone. Yeah, that's right, a flip phone. And slid it across the table and told her to put, the, put her number in my phone. 
just with such straight confidence. And I'll never forget her reaction of taking my phone and just slotting it right back at me and just staring me at the, in the face as if like, what are you fucking crazy? That was great. That was great and made me want her more. Um, so I was persistent and I kept on going. I remember getting screamed at by one of Jackie's friends because she wanted to go home. It was late. The reason why we couldn't leave was because we couldn't get the bill. Why couldn't we get the bill? Because I hadn't eaten anything. Why? Because I was too busy flirting with Jackie. Ultimately, Jackie and I exchanged numbers. And about three days later, she hit me up uh, through a text. At the time, I was working a third shift job. And it was probably around like nine, eight, nine, ten o'clock, something like that when she texted me. And we proceeded to start talking all night, every night. This was difficult for me um, because even before we started dating, you know, we would talk so much. And I would get home. I would get home from work at like 830 in the morning and then continue to talk to Jackie while she was at work, whether it be text, email or phone calls. And I wouldn't go to sleep. (laughs) I wouldn't go to sleep till like three or four in the afternoon and only get about an hour or two worth of sleep because then Jackie would come over after work. So it was very dangerous for me driving at that time because I was literally getting like an hour or two of sleep every day. Um, but even still to this day, I'll tell you that it was worth it because I got to, I, I was getting to know my best friend and my, and my future wife. So we started spending a lot of time together for the next two months. Most of the times it was just the two of us, but at times it was the four of us, my best friend and her best friend who were also dating. And I'm not going to lie. I fell real hard, real fast. Um, She would probably never admit it, but I feel that she did the same. There were obstacles in our way. I I had a uh, nasty relationship situation with my ex. Uh, I had kids and, uh, you know, Jackie had a situation with her ex-boyfriend. So we weren't dating right away. You know, we were we were just hanging out. I remember uh, it was mid-March, towards the end of March, when I was started making jokes. Uh, she would ask something and I'd be like, sure, I can do that if I was your boyfriend. Or, you know, uh, no, I can't do that for you because I'm not your boyfriend. Why don't you go ask your boyfriend? just making jokes like that and then there was one night it was a it was a thursday night i was at bowling and we were talking about something and and i i made another one of those jokes and she finally replied back saying fine just pick a date when when do you want to officially start dating and i said shit march 23rd which was that which was that day uh because i wanted to be her boyfriend right there right then and there so that's what happened Uh, March 23rd, 2006 was the official start of John and Jackie. Now, let me tell you, some of Jackie's friends were less than supportive of our relationship. Shit, some of them downright were pissed for whatever reason. I don't care what the reason was. It didn't deter me and it sure as shit didn't deter Jackie. And to be honest with you, there were times where I thought it would. When you've got when you've constantly got your friends telling you that uh, they're not they're not thrilled with your choice in a uh, in a boyfriend, it's not unconceivable that they would heed that advice and leave. But Jackie didn't, and and we stayed together. Um, in fact, I actually think it made us it made our relationship stronger. We at we we conquered that adversity from people close in her life. So 
Seven months later, we pissed them off even more <laughs> by moving in together. <laughs> Everyone thought we were crazy. Everyone. And you know what? Maybe we were. Maybe we were. In hindsight, seven months after seven months of being in a relationship, yeah, maybe maybe we were crazy. But I don't regret it. I think that that strengthened our relationship. I think we learned more about people, about each other by living with one another. And I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't change that. In fact, I, I almost encourage people that have been dating for seven months to move in with one another. Once we began living with one another and spending that much time with one another, going on vacations together, throwing birthday parties for one another, traveling with families, all that good stuff that couples do, I started to realize how much I absolutely needed this girl in my life. She changed my life to the point where I can tell people straight up that she saved my life. Before her, I was a kid. I was a late 20-year-old kid. I had my priorities so mixed up. My finances were just a, a hot mess. And she came in and made me grow up and taught me how to be an adult, arranged my finances, set me up with with a, a budget, for a lack of a better word, and, and pretty much just taught me about life. It was it was it was insane that I didn't know this stuff and how easily she just how easily excuse me how easily I just started trusting her with my life. I mean we weren't even together for a year yet and I was already living with her and she had just changed my life. I knew at that moment, well in those moments that I would be a dumbass, the dumbest of asses on the face of the planet if I let this girl go. Clearly, it was time to ask this girl to marry me. So on February 28th, 2008, I did just that. So how I set it up was I got some rose petals that uh, I know that Jackie liked, and I created a trail from the front door to our bedroom. It led to the to the foot of the bed where on the bed I made a circle of rose petals around a pillow. On top of a pillow was Jackie's old cell phone, the one that she used to use when we were dating, when we first started dating. And I had typed out on the text message screen on the I'm sorry, the text message screen, I typed out, "Will you marry me?" It was kind of like foreshadowing because we started dating through a text, so I needed to ask her to marry me through a text. So how I had it set up was that when she picked up the phone to read the text attached to the antenna on a uh, fish line was the, was the ring. So we came home. She saw it. She freaked out. She never, ever said yes. <laughs> she just started freaking out. To be fair, I didn't get down on one knee. She didn't say yes. It was a very unorthodox mar marriage proposal. But I'm okay with that because I'm an unorthodox motherfucker. I remember that night. Um, it was a special night after after we established that we were getting married and that she, I guess, said yes. We then spent the rest of the night separate <laughs> as I stayed home and she went to go celebrate with her friends. <laughs> Makes sense. So now that we're engaged, it was time to plan a wedding. 
So I'll be honest, uh, 95% of that wedding was planned by Jackie. And let me tell you, she was a little psycho about it. Uh, she carried a binder. Um, she joined a website uh, that was like all forum boards uh, with all brides that were getting married in the same time frame. Uh, she became very obsessive with the wedding. Now, keep in mind, our wedding was amazing. So I don't regret that she behaved this way or did the things that she did. I'm just saying it was it was it was a bit scary and concerning. Uh, our engagement party that we had was uh, was a good time. Um, we had engagement photo shoot at the bowling alley. And the reason why we did that was because the very first night we ever kind of hung out, uh, she came to see me at bowling, which was very funny, very cute story. Um, that night, in fact, if you know bowling or if you don't know bowling, uh, she showed up She showed up in the 10th frame of my first game where I went strike, strike, strike. The second game, I shot a perfect game, 300, which is 12 strikes in a row. And then in the third game, uh, I shot a 267 and only two frames that were not strikes. So from the moment she walked in the door to the moment that she left, I threw 26 balls and 24 of them were strikes. And the cutest thing was said at the end of the night when I walked her out to her car. Uh, one, she didn't understand act- She didn't understand the importance of a 300. Uh, she didn't understand why people were, were supporting me, why, why people were standing, watching, and cheering for me in my last frame. Uh, so we walk out to the car. I go to say goodbye, and she says the cutest thing that I would never, ever forget. Uh, she said, you know, it's not really fair. Everyone got to throw two balls every time, and you only got to throw one. Still to the day, it's one of my favorite stories uh, that I tell my bowling friends because they understand um, so our engagement pictures were taken at that bowling alley and a couple of the pictures were actually on the pair lanes 23 and 24 at Melville, uh, where that occurred, where we hung out that night and where I bowled the perfect game. February 20th, 2010, our wedding day. We got married in a place called Flowerfield, which is in St. James, New York on Long Island. Very, very, very beautiful place. A place that we didn't think we could afford. Thankfully, a friend of Jackie's family worked there and we were able to manage it. We were able to work it out. Some nuances about the wedding. Uh, I, As I said, Jackie did 95% of the planning, but there were a few things, a few touches that were me. So if you go to a wedding, I'm sure you've all been to a wedding before. You pick up your card at the beginning to find out what table you're at. And it usually says like Mr. and Mrs. John Larson, table six. Well, I didn't want that. We didn't want that uh, randomness. We wanted, not that it's a bad thing. I'm not frowning on it. It's just we wanted to be unique. And I wanted to throw my, my little character, my little personal touch to it. So all the tables were named after my favorite, my 16 favorite Buffalo Bills of all time. So if you walked in and you looked for your card, and I'll use one of my best man's uh, name as, as a reference, uh, it would say Mr. and Michael, Mr. and Mrs. Michael Frias, table Thurman Thomas. And the place card had your name written where a last name would be on a jersey. So it would be a, it would be a jersey, like a Thurman Thomas jersey. And it would say, I'm sorry, it would say Thomas on it, you know, Thurman Thomas jersey. And then on the top, it would say Mr. and Mr. and Mrs. Michael Frias. You knew you were sitting at that table. Uh, and then at each table in the center was an 8 by 10 picture of that player with a little blurb about why, uh, why he was one of my favorites, why I selected him. And uh, kind of like his attributes and whatnot. So I had that 
that little uh, personal touch added. Uh, we got to we got to Flower Field real early for pictures, uh, including the the whole entire bridal party came. So when you arrive at a wedding, uh, especially my friends, about six hours beforehand, you have to understand that there's going to be uh, some drunk people by the time the ceremony comes around, and that's exactly what happened. We're in this fancy, fancy place, and in the bridal suite, I have my friends drunk playing beer pong in tuxedos. Fantastic! You can't make this shit up. It was it was a good time. However, when the wedding started, people were walking down the aisle dancing. You know, uh, people were clapping. Uh, it was it was like a party. It was it was more so a party than a than a sentimental moment. So, so we got married at the place. The reception was fantastic. Food was amazing. Still to the day, people discuss our our food. Uh, the big thing that everybody loved was our mashed potato bar. Literally, they were just these big ass martini glasses filled with mashed potatoes and sweet potato, sweet mashed sweet potatoes, and then all the toppings that you could that you could possibly imagine that go on top of these. Uh, so you're just making your own mashed potatoes. Fantastic. Uh, it was a great, 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 great day. Uh, funny part about that was. The uh, little incident I had the morning of. Uh, so Jackie, uh, if you know Jackie, she's she's pasty. She's pale. She's Polish. The three Ps. <laughs> so, you know, she didn't want to look bad. In, not bad, but she just didn't want to look pale in her pictures. So she got a spray tan. But now, if you know Jackie, she could be a little bit of a Jew sometimes. So she got the buy one, get one free. So she paid for a spray tan and then asked me to go get one as well. No problem. What's that going to hurt? You know, I look good when I'm tan. I look good when I'm not tan. What can I say? So I go and get my spray tan two days prior. So the morning of I'm in the shower. Now the tan's not coming off. It's all good. It's set. We're good. But I go in the shower and I'm shaving my head. Let me tell you that I'm shaving off the spray tan. So on my wedding day, my head looks splotchy. It was fantastic. It was good times. People say that they don't, re- they didn't ever, they didn't realize they didn't realize it, they didn't see it, but I see it. And I knew it. I knew it to be true. And in all my pictures, I see it. But hey, that was the least of, uh, that was, if that was the only hiccup and problem that day, then I'll take it because it was, it was an amazing day, amazing night. From what, from what I gather, people had a great time. I had a great time. Loved it. Wouldn't change anything about it. Nothing. For our honeymoon, we took two weeks off from work. We went to Negril, Jamaica uh, for, I think, five or six days. We stayed at a resort. It was a sister, I think, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a, it's, it's a sister company to Sandals. Uh, very similar to it, just, you know, less, less glitz and glamour. Uh, it was nice. Uh, Negril is an amazing part of Jamaica. If you've never been, definitely look into it. Um, but we got bored. We, we got bored After three days of doing the exact same thing it, We were ready for the next part of our honeymoon Which was a cruise We flew out to Los Angeles And took a, a cruise ship to uh, Cabo Cabo San Lucas uh, Mazatlan And Puerto Vallarta, Mexico On the Riviera side of Mexico And that was a good time We almost got killed in Puerto Vallarta But that's, for, that's a story for another time So uh, honeymoon was great Come back to work uh, Life begins Life begins as a married couple we jump right into trying to have a child. So we got married in February and Gavin was conceived in October, October of 2010. So Gavin was born June 22nd, 
2011. Backing up just a touch, in February of 2011, before we had Gavin, Jackie was actually pregnant. Uh, we wanted to do something for our one-year anniversary, but we didn't want to do something big. We didn't want to go to like a tropical island. We didn't want to do a cruise. We just wanted to do almost like an extended weekend somewhere. I've always wanted to visit Texas ever since I was a kid. So I said, screw it. You know, why not head down to Dallas? Let's, uh, let's go check out what, what they got going on down there. So we did. We, uh, we spent four days in Dallas absolutely fell in love fell in love with dfw um we stayed in a hotel in las colinas which is like a little part of irving um we spent time in dallas and uh met up with a friend in mckinney we fell in love with dallas and said hey within the next five years we're going to move down here now be honest with you people say shit like that all the time did i really think we were going to do that probably not it was an idea and it was a thought and it was really nice to say but did i believe it not entirely not entirely well in 2012 february when i gained custody of my of my two boys my two older boys ty and nick we went from being two people to five people quickly and that's difficult on long island and if you're from long island i know you know what i'm talking about situations came about where we needed to move and we needed to get out of the place that we were in and looking for uh, apartments or houses or what have you on long island to support to be enough room for five people was next to impossible next to impossible we couldn't do it we threw out the idea of moving to texas on the table we also threw out the idea of moving to charlotte north carolina on the table at the time, I worked for a pharmaceutical company, and there was a bunch of pharmaceutical companies in Wilmington, uh, Delaware. That was an option. We eliminated that one pretty quickly, uh, but we were going back and forth between Charlotte and uh, Texas. Somehow, I don't even remember how or why, we settled on Texas, and Jackie started doing research. Every place that we talked to, every place that every uh, apartment complex that we talked to in Texas wanted proof of income. Well, we don't have that because we don't live in Texas, so we didn't know what to do. Finally, we had a com- uh, uh, apartment complex, townhomes, approve and say, yep, come on down. And so we did. We spent the entire day on Labor Day of 2013 packing our house and loading up a moving truck. I did not order a moving truck big enough, so we had to get rid of quite a few quite a few things that we were a little upset about all day long we had people coming over helping saying their goodbyes and loading up a truck and let me tell you it's hot in texas i will never ever deny that it's hot right now it's 99 degrees on my dashboard it was 85 degrees on long island that day when i loaded up that truck the thing was it was 100 percent humidity i sweat 10 times more loading up that truck than i did unloading the truck when it was 102 in texas People just don't understand that here. Humidity is a killer, but not to be sidetracked and get off get off topic. We moved to Texas with zero <laughs> with zero leads on jobs. We were arrogant. We're New Yorkers. Our resumes speak for themselves. We'll find a job, no problem. We ultimately did, and we flourished. But in hindsight, it was the, one of the craziest things we've ever done. We were here for two months when I found I found a job in a, at a company called Genco, uh, and Jackie found a job with a company called Dealertrack, which eventually was bought by um, Cox Automotive. Genco was also eventually bought by FedEx. So we were both working for major companies and doing really well and having salaries 
my salary comparable to what it was with in New York, and Jackie's almost double of what it was in New York. So yeah, so the knock on moving to Texas was all about, you know, oh yeah, it's cheaper to live down there, but the, your salaries are lower. Yeah, not so much, not so much. The gap between salaries between New York and Texas is minimal compared to the huge gap in cost of living. That being said, between the two of us, we were out making what we made in New York. So guess what? Life was good. Life was good. We started paying down our debt. We started buying things that we we never would have dreamed of. We bought a house. We were in Texas for a year and a half, a year and a half, and we bought a house. Life was good. It was the greatest decision we ever made as a badass unit. So now we've been living in Texas for a couple of years and Jackie brings up something that I had said right after Gavin was born. Jackie had such a great pregnancy with Gavin and she loved being pregnant. She loved the attention you'd get as a pregnant woman. She loved the feeling of the baby moving around in her belly. She just loved being pregnant to where she wanted to be pregnant right away, like right after Gavin was born. There were zero possibilities of that happening while living on Long Island. So I had made mention, hey, look, if we ever move out of New York, I'll give you another baby. I'll knock your ass up. Let's do it. Well, I forgot I said that. <laughs> it, w- it wasn't asked or requested right away, but after a few years, Jackie did bring that up, saying that I had said that. Jackie was wanting to get pregnant again. So we tried for a little bit. We didn't tell anybody that we were trying because we didn't want to get anybody anybody uh, to get their hopes up, family, friends. So we didn't tell anybody. We also didn't want to drive ourselves crazy, so we capped it. We said, let's try for six months. If it happens, it happens. You know, at this time, you know, I was getting old. Um, I believe I was just under 40 years old. Um, and, you know, Jackie's five years younger than me. So she's if I was 39, she was 34. Right. So we knew that we this window of opportunity wasn't going to last forever. So we tried for six months and nothing came of it. So that was that. However, um, there was many times where things could have happened, you know, uh, I slipped one past the goalie, per se. You, you know, if if you're a guy, maybe you know that. Maybe you know that phrase. Uh, there were definitely some irresponsible times, uh, and nothing came of it. And there was one night we came back from a friend's house, and uh, you know, you know, and uh, one got by the goalie. You know, I didn't. I did not. I did not even try to stop it. Um, because I kept on hearing a voice in the back of my head and that voice being Jackie, who would always make comments like, you know what? I think we're too old. Our stuff doesn't work anymore anyway. Now I'm not saying that she's a doctor and I'm not saying she was, that was an accurate statement, but it was in my head and I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, look, I'm not saying, (laughs) I'm not saying that it was her, her, uh, her doing, but I make jokes all the time that she manipulated me. She manipulated the situation because guess what? Slipping one past the goalie in one night created Luca. <laughs> Luca Jacks or LJ, little Josh Allen, little fatty McFat is five months old today. At the time that I am recording this podcast, he is five months old. He was born on December 28th, 2019. Three days before the new year that we were able to get him as a tax deduction. What's up? Luca was born. I was 42. A little old to be a father, but excited nonetheless. Absolutely obsessed with this kid. I can't take 
being away from him. I cannot take his little chubby fat face. People say it's because he I know that this is my last one because it's impossible to have another. Uh, people will say that because I constantly talk about how obsessed I am with him. Now, I love all my kids equally, right? My oldest son, Tyler, is my firstborn. Of course, I love him. Plus, he loves sports with me. Nick, I love Nick to death, all right? Unique kid. Gavin, my first child with Jackie. Love him. I love all my kids equally. But I have a mild obsession with Luca, and I can't put my thumb on why. And as I said, people think that it's because I know it's my last one. I don't know if that's true. Maybe it's because of this pandemic and I'm spending so much time with him. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I can't get enough of this kid. So now the six of us live in a house in Burleson, Texas. Life is good. I've got everything that I ever needed and wanted. I've got four kids that I adore. I've got a wife that I'm obsessed with. I've got a wife who's my best friend. Couldn't ask for a better a better mate soulmate, friend, spouse, can't do it, can't, you can't, can't imagine life without her. My favorite thing about Jackie is how we fuck with each other. And we do, we fuck with each other hard. My favorite thing about her is the fact that she takes it because most people can't deal with me. Most people bitch about me. Most people just, just shrug me off. Most people just chalk it up as John being John, which I've heard so many times in my life. Jackie not only takes it, But she comes back at me. She challenges me. She keeps me in check. No one can do that. I make jokes and comments about Mike Frias fucking with me, which is true. But nobody keeps me in check like Jackie keeps me in check. And I think that part of that reason, the reason why she does that or is able to do that is because I've rubbed off on her. She's got a lot of me in her. (laughs) Yeah, she does. She's got a lot of me in her. And we have fun. We play a lot of games. We keep it interesting. Um, you know, I'll hide something. I'll hide something underneath her pillow. And when she finds it, instead of getting mad or saying anything, she'll silently hide it on me. Uh, we've done that with numerous different things. Uh, we play little games. As I was saying, we started dating on March 23rd. So 323 is our thing. When it's 323 PM, we text each other. Hey, it's 323. If I see a license plate that says 323, I'll take a picture of it and send it to her. 323. 323 is our number. We use it for, for so many things. 323. Every March 23rd, I'm sorry, every 23rd of every month, we'll, I will, we'll text each other saying, hey, happy, like just currently, it was 170 months we've been together. So I'll text her and we play a game. Who can text who first? I always get her first. Once out of every 10 months, she'll get me. But I'll always text her first. Hey, happy 170 months. We play little games like that. We keep it interesting. Um, I'll get into some of uh, the other games I get when I bring her on. Uh, but I just this this is this is just in a nutshell who Jackie and I are. Most of you know this about us. Most of you know these stories. Most of you've been part of these stories. Most of you have been at my wedding. Most of you have been around us enough to know that this is accurate and this is true. I just wanted to give as a whole our relationship. I wanted to put it into words. So next, what I want to do is I want to bring Jackie on. I gave her a bunch of questions. I'm going to give her, I apologize. I'm going to give her a bunch of questions. I asked her to, to write up some for me. And uh, I, we want, I want us to ask each other them, answer them, and, and see if we agree, 
see if we could, you know, attack one another, debate one another, uh, and just, you know, be John and Jackie. So I'm going to bring her in now and I want you guys to, uh, enjoy cause this is going to be a lot of fucking fun. Okay. It took me a few days, but I finally got my wife here to have a conversation. She was being very unsupportive of my passions <laughs> and of my desires to do things. You require a lot. But after I backhanded her a couple times, wow. she's here. Okay, so instead of just making it awkward, we're just going to hop right into some questions. So I'm going to go ahead and start with my first question. So dearest love, love of my life, air that I breathe, what was your initial reaction or thoughts <laughs> of me the night that we both attended Lisa's birthday party at Mulcahy's? Uh, first it was kind of like, all right, this guy's catching my attention. Because that was cute. But, you know, I probably shouldn't get involved right now. But I'm kind of liking the attention that he's giving me. And he's kind of making me smile. But then again, he seems to have a lot of baggage right now. You uh, didn't know And I don't really baggage. know any of that. I knew about some of your baggage. I knew about all of your baggage because I knew who you were. Nice try. Of course you did, because I'm John Larson. But whatever, I can't stop talking to him, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, you wanted me so bad that night. It was so obvious. Oh, God. Calm down. She was all like, I'm just going to sit here and play hard to get. But ultimately, ultimately, you were bagged. Just it didn't the, take much longer before. Tell the truth about how I bagged your ass. Yeah, it, okay. Because you were persistent. That's right. In pursuing me. That's right. Which means I bagged you because you were after me. No. <laughs> that's not how it went down <laughs> you, at all. You walked into that. No, that's not how it went down at all. Anyway, we'll move right past that. We know that I'm right. but So, um, come on. What do you got? Ask me a question. Um, so you're always bitching and complaining about how much of a planner I am and how I don't live the spontaneous life. Um, but there, there has to be at least a specific time or a situation that you were grateful that I'm, I'm a big planner. Well, I guess, I guess there's a couple of them that come to mind. Uh, clearly, the wedding comes to mind. Uh, That's right. Bomb-ass wedding bomb-ass wedding because you towed it around a friggin' binder everywhere you went and became and how organized we were yeah, it was organized but it was it cash. was embarrassing for like two no. for two months watching you do what you do and yeah, it was man it was but at the end of the day your planning for that was was totally worth it two years of craziness that I had to deal with um we made so many good friends. It just sucked because I spent so much money on the friggin' engagement ring that I couldn't back out. I mean, had I bought you like a cheap engagement ring, I might have just been like, yeah, yeah this but is... but I could give that back. But, I friggin' got you an engagement tattoo. But nobody's gonna buy back my diamond. Back. I would get back... Anyway, so... What am I gonna do, cut your skin off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fair, right? I got her a, a very expensive ring and her gift back to me was a tattoo. You actually asked for a TV. Sweet. It should have. We should... In, so here's my thing, right? So engagement rings, okay, are, are something that a man gives to a woman to show commitment to 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 want to marry this woman. What does the man make? You get like the man gets you got nothing, me. right? Okay, so you got me. Why do you need a diamond uh, ring? Slow down. Okay, so just not me, just men in general. You the women get the men in general. So why do we have to have engagement rings? I don't understand. It should be a mutual gift that a man and a woman go together and split. So like like a an engagement. 70 inch plasma screen like that makes perfect sense we all win i mean oh if you take what you spent on my tattoo in comparison to what i spent on your ring it literally was like 10 percent. okay <laughs> literally so there's there needs to be there needs Tradition. to be something okay so anyway so 
But no, um, big planner. Uh, our move to Texas. Uh, I literally had nothing to do with that. Uh, you Except were for choosing Texas. Well, choosing Texas. Well, yeah. Well, I I'm the man. I put I put my foot down and you listen. So oh, my God. so <laughs> our our move to Texas. You did all that. You reached out to all the apartment complexes and whatnot and checked out school districts and all that good stuff um so yeah so planning actually worked out well with there with uh, with that what do, is there anything so being that that was the very first question you came up with obviously you have something in mind oh, what is it no oh I, so you just no you just wanted to just find something to bust my balls about with <laughs> no i just wanted you to admit welcome to my world i wanted world. you to admit welcome to my world you always bitch about how annoying it is i'm such a planner but i wanted you to admit that can we do this nope your... we're we're t-minus 17 minutes away from doing that <laughs> okay anyway all right my turn got another question let me let me let me find my questions here okay all right i like this one this is one of my favorites so you often say quote I did women a favor by taking him off the market. <laughs> and, quote, people only love you because they get you in small doses, which I firmly disagree with. I spend more time with people at work than I do with you. So to back up that point of yours where you did people this favor, women this favor, what are some of the most notable things that I do that annoy you the most, that get underneath your skin? Like, Well, all right. So doing women a favor by taking him off the market you, my friend, are relentless. Yeah. In your jokes. Oh yeah. Like relentless. Oh yeah. You make beat, it, beat that dead horse. You, you like wake up in the morning and you're like, hmm, what's on my agenda today? Oh, I'm gonna get under this person's skin and this person's skin, and I'm <laughs> and like you, you have this checklist. Absolutely. And then it, God forbid, somebody shows you a weakness. Forget it. You <laughs> just go to town with that shit. That's yeah. that's a lot to take. So but, people people get you on a small dose, and if they get you, you know, for the night, we have a barbecue, whatever. They're like, oh, that's cool. But no. I honestly don't think that a lot of women can handle that that's right 24-7 because I get it 24-7 right I don't just get it at the barbecue or you know oh you know where you're hanging out that that's not it it's all the time from the second you wake up so it, it's a lot now to be fair let me just interject real quick to be fair I tell this to my my coworker Jeff all the time if I'm fucking with you it's because I like you if I fuck with you relentlessly it's because I like you a lot if I'm not fucking with you at all and I'm not poking fun or making jokes I barely even like you so if you're saying that I fuck with you relentlessly and it's the morning I wake up and I'm like, hey, I'm going to start fucking with Jackie from the break of dawn, then obviously I care. Obviously I have much love for you. Well, obviously, but well, I'm, but I'm well, saying like, up. no, because you said, you said, okay, well, what is it? Why do you say that you did women a favor? And I say that because you're, you're very, you're brutally honest, right? Which a lot of people turn around and they tell you that they respect that about you. But I also think a lot of women wouldn't be able to handle that. That's for, right. For example, you have zero issues telling me that something I'm wearing is hideous. Oof. You have zero issues grabbing my belly and shaking it around. And On Facebook me, Live. And telling me that I need to, to lose my baby weight. That's right. Right? But a lot of women would blow that into a fight right but don't you look at that as like a good thing on you like you're strong enough to take that you know well, what and I, mean? I look at that as a good thing on you because to me to, because the difference is someone's gonna get mad because they think you're coming from a bad place me i expect that as my husband that you should be doing that to mm -hmm. me but a lot of women don't think that way so when i say i did women a favor it's because i i think that you have one of those extreme personalities and it takes a very certain type of person to understand where you're coming from and you, not take it to heart and really get offended by it. That's right. So 
I, get I saved that. some other women from from that. Right, I, I guess so. From I, thinking they can handle it, and then just they can't. So just <laughs> so just to give you guys some some reference of the things that I I purposely do to to mess with Jackie. Um, little tiny things, tiny tiny things that just it, are just constant reminders of me fucking with her. Uh, example: our next Netflix account. When you when you turn on our Netflix, it says who's watching, and it's got like you know it says my name, Gavin's name, Tyler's name, my mother's name, and then Jackie's name, and everybody has a little icon picture. And I'll go in there from time to time and scroll through and try and find the hideous, most disgusting creature, like the creature from The Wicker or or some alien from whatever. The so mo- hard to look at. The uglier, the better, because it best represents my wife. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So now every time we turn on Netflix and I see it there, I've got to go, ooh, like, like, oh. So, yeah, so that's a little game we play. Um so as we were talking about it in the previous segment, my wife is a planner. So there was a trip recently where we had to fly back to New York for her cousin's wedding in November. And she got there a couple of days. Me out. She got there a couple of days before I did. And I was leaving on a Friday so that this way I didn't have to miss too much work. Now, I remember her telling me about my flight. And it was sometime. I don't even know. It was sometime in like 10, 11, noon, something like that. I don't know. But I'll tell you that while she was in New York on, from Wednesday, when I woke up that Friday, I had no agenda. I hadn't even packed yet. I hadn't even packed yet, okay? That morning I got up, I packed, and I strolled to the airport. I don't even remember what time I left the house. I didn't even know what time my flight was until I reached the airport. And when I told her that, she behaved exactly how she's behaving now. She's covering her face, sweating, and... and Why do you do this to me? See what I'm saying? So... I do it to her because I love this worst. reaction. You're the worst. Spontaneous. Worst. Spontane- being spontaneous. Um, another one. me out. I need to so, move on. So uh, we, we both are big music fans, and I will find a song uh, on the radio so or I something. I show you better stuff. And I will download it onto our iTunes. I and then, it. And then she will sit there and find that song, love that song, and no, tell me that it's remind, her song. Remind you that I downloaded it and introduced you to the song. Right. See, like, this, what you do, what you do uh, is you're like, oh, this song sucks ass. And then, and then, like, a year and a half later, when nobody cares about the song anymore, you're like, oh, there's still this shit right here. And then mm, you just play motor, it boat, and Awful. Stop. Anyway. Awful. Uh, so there was, like, another little thing, um, not to go too far off on this tangent, but uh, there's a song, there's a, there's a group back in the 90s uh, named Tony, 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 Tony. 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 And she insists. What? You know, she insists. Don't, even, don't put this on blast. This if is you, you. If you spell the name, it's, it's Tony, you. T-O-N-Y. This is you. You're a liar. T-O-N-I. And then T-O-N-E. And T-O-N-E spells tone. So oh she's trying God. to tell me. <laughs> she's trying to tell me that the group's name is Tony, Tony, Tone. Lies. Not Tony. Lies. Now, if you ever see it spelled on, there's a little, uh, little mark above the E. You don't need e. the mark. You need where I pointed out to you in the song. That he actually says, Tony, 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 and right. you just choose to not hear it. I told her that. No. <sighs> and then my favorite game to play with her, my favorite game, while back, let's say about a year ago, maybe over a year ago, she's telling me that I ne- You never listen to me when I talk. I don't sound like Always. That. That's exactly what you Well, you sound quack, 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 quack. That's what you sound like. So she said that I never listen to her when I talk. So I decided to be John because Which that's what like, I do. Also known as annoying. That's fine. So, so what I do now is she'll tell me something. Now go ahead, tell me, tell me anything. That you're annoying. It's no, probably so, because you're annoying. Well, 
So she'll tell me a story and she'll be like, you know what? I was thinking about going here for, for the birthday, but instead we should go to this restaurant. And then I'll be like, no, you know what we should do? We should go to this restaurant. I'm literally repeating exactly what she said. So and I do it to her probably about 17 times a day. So she'll tell me something. So and then I'll just repeat it right back. And that started just so I can let her know I am listening to you. And then I said, that's not good enough for her. No. Okay, so one, just... I'm not listening. No. Now I'm repeating it back. So I can never find that happy middle ground. Because you're listening to make it into a joke. You're I'm not actually digesting. I'm not. I'm repeating. They say they say that the best way to remember somebody's first name when you meet them is that when they and somebody introduces them, hello, this is this is Robert. And you say, and when you shake their hand and you say, hello, Robert, you say their name so that this way you remember it. But do you remember that was a tactic I was repeat? using here. Do you remember the stuff that you repeat? Yes. Every, every single time. Lies. Every single time. Moving on. All right, I'm done. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Give me another one. All right, let's take it to sports. <clears throat> Since you're very obsessed with sports. Go sports. There's a couple of sports I don't mind, but obviously I'm not on your level. So if I had to become obsessed with one sport that you enjoy, which one would you want it to be? So you'd think that the obvious answer here would be the Buffalo Bills. I don't. I, I Okay, Why? My guess is no. Okay. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why. I just feel like... Well, I have an excellent point. Why? All right, let me hear it. So, you would think that that would be the, the obvious answer. However, that's not the case. Because the Bills are an up-and-coming team, right? We've been shit for 20 years. Since the day that Jackie and I met, they've been crap. But they're up-and-coming. And let me tell you that myself, my son, Tyler, and none of the Bills Mafia wants a fucking bandwagon coming along, okay? Now that we're good... <coughs> now, now that we're good... Or we're getting good. We don't need fake fans, okay? Fake fan. Bye, bye. No, 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 no. You need to be. If you didn't struggle the last two decades, then no, it's not time for you I to start watching this fucking struggling game. Struggling alongside dealing with <sighs> you, whining about them. That I don't whine anything. about them. Anyway, so I also could say hockey. No. I can. I want. I, I want to say hockey so bad, and for the sole reason because I know you hate it so much. Because, Why do I hate it? Because you hate Wait, it so much. But there's a lot to that. Because you are a bandwagon fan with hockey. I'm not a bandwagon fan. Listen, this is for another time. Yeah, that is for another time. You're we absolutely can, we right. We can talk about that another time. So, I'd say hockey. No. No, I, no, I don't want to say hockey. But I, because, because you hate, because you hate that I love it. Because you, right there, you just got so mad. You're a bandwagon fan and all that good stuff. Because that, that's why I want to say hockey. <laughs> what? But this question is supposed to be like, hey, you, you like sports. So, like, you want your wife to, to share in that with you. So, you're going to purposely choose a sport that annoys me? Yes. <laughs> and that right there sums up our relationship. You're such a prick. I'm not a prick. <laughs> I guess I'd have to say baseball, I guess, just because I attend a lot of baseball games. Um, not basketball? Well, I mean, you already like basketball. You, I do. You, I you, like baseball. You, you, steal, you steal Tyler's tickets to, to big, big Mavericks games. That was on you. I guess, I guess I'd say baseball just simply because I go to a lot of games and it'd be nice to have some arm candy with me. Aww. Aww. God, I'm the best. Slow down. Fucking, you love hockey. <laughs> so, perfect, perfect segue into the next question. This is, this, this is a good one. This is a good one. So, you've experienced my obsession with the Buffalo Bills for over 14 years now. Can you please describe what that obsession entails and what, and what it's been like for you? <laughs> Hold on. Before she even answers that, the, let, me, let me preface it by saying this. If anybody out there has seen the movie Fever Pitch, it is so perfectly uh, – I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's, it's, it's us, okay? I met Jackie 
when we were talking before, when we first met was in January, okay? And, and you know, the bills are relevant in January. And then we started dating in March. And I tried to tell her in the beginning. I said, you know what? Me and my friends, we go to the bar every Sunday. We're obsessed with football. And she thought it was cute. Oh, it's cute. No, don't worry about it. It won't be that bad. And once she experienced it, uh. she bugged out. She freaked out. She thought it was the craziest thing ever. And by then, we were in too deep. Ugh. I got so, catfish. Yeah, so please, please tell me about it. It is like nothing, nothing that I've ever seen before. I can't even wrap my head around how something like a sports team can take over your whole life. Bill's Mafia, baby. Like, it's so bad that it affects our everyday life. Yes, it does. Such as when we can get married. That's right. When we can plan a vacation. That's right. When we can go out and celebrate things. That's right. What time we can show up to certain events. Because we have to make sure that the Bills game was watched first. That's right. It affects your mood, both good and bad. Okay? And the beginning was so hard, so hard for me to deal with. Because my family isn't like that, nor is anybody else around my life. Uh, so I really didn't know how to handle it. But to have to deal with you choosing to That's watch right. sports. That's right. Overdoing something with people that are right in front of you mm-hmm. was mind-blowing to me. It's not mind-blowing. I mean, you'll always be number two to the Bills. It, it, you'll always, okay? If I could have married did the you, Buffalo did Bills. Did you give them a ring? I would. I would. But how you they gonna didn't give, a, give you a ring. Who are you, how are you going to give a ring to, a, to 53 people on, saying, on a roster? They haven't given you a ring. They Coaches. had four, four, four chances to yes. give you a ring, and they didn't give you well, a ring. Well, that was when I was a kid. We, we've saying. got chances coming up. Don't just you worry saying. about it. Just saying. But uh, it has gotten a lot better That's right. over the years, um, but not because of you, because you're just still so psychotic about it. It was more about me. Uh, I just kind of learned how to work around it, and I've learned to accept it. <laughs> and when I started learning to, to work my life around it, like, uh, oh, for instance, when I was pregnant and we had to do a, oh. we had to do a tour oh, right, yeah. of the hospital. <laughs> so here I am. Okay, this is, this is what happened. I, I go on the site and I look at all the dates, right, of when they have the, the tour available. And I notice that they're on Sundays. And I'm like, son of a bitch. It's, it's, you know, football season. So I then go and Google the Bills schedule. That's right. Okay. <laughs> to see when the bye week is. And of course, those motherfuckers at the hospital do not have a tour date scheduled on the bye date. So I let him know this, right, that I'm kind of like, oh, look, I tried to look out for you. So he had to choose one. So he, he chose the, the weekend that they were playing the Dolphins because they suck anyway. You see? So you see how she remembers that shit? <laughs> she, hates, she hates football, but she remembers that they played the Dolphins that game. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, I, I, because then when you turned around and told me a date, I was curious to see why you chose that. Because I was like, okay, if he had to choose a game to leave early. So then I went on and I looked and I was like, oh, it's because it's the Dolphins and they suck. So that's okay. Say that louder. But weren't, but weren't, the but Dolphins they, what? They suck. So, but weren't you impressed that I've never I, that, been more attracted? I was saying, weren't you impressed that I actually looked up the schedule and tried to schedule it on the bye week for you? I'm more impressed That's that adaptation you, right there. I agree, and I and I also am more impressed with the fact that it took you 14 years to realize that you will always be number two to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Honestly, they're just they're everywhere. That's right. Everywhere. Love it. Bills Mafia. All right. Enough about the Bills. Yeah, I'm sure they'll come up again. Well, they're my number one. Why wouldn't they? Come on. All right. You don't have to keep saying that. But they are. Good. <laughs> so do I have a characteristic or a personality trait uh, that you both love and hate? And why? Yeah. Hmm. Well. Because you have one. 
from you. Oh, oh. So basically, this is one of those <laughs> oh, questions. Oh, no, 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 no. I just, this is one of those questions where it's like, I don't care about your fucking answer. I just can't question. wait. I can't wait to tell no, you about no. my opinion. You know what? I won't even share mine. I'll, <laughs> no, no, I'll I, let I'm, the listeners I'm guess. Very, I'll let the listeners guess. I'm, I'm very... Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of easy. Um, the fact that you're always doing the right thing. What? Right? What the hell does that mean? Like I, like, I find that amazing about you, and I love it about you, but sometimes I just want you to do something bad. <laughs> and make me feel bad, ab- and without making me feel bad about it, if that makes sense. Like, you're always doing the right thing, right? From the day I met you, I was like, man, this, this is a, a good girl, you know? You, you did so many things to change and, and better my life because you were doing the right thing. Anytime something comes up, you'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, oh, no, when I'm... How fast are you going? The speed limit's 75. You're doing 78. Maybe slow down a little. You know, like you have to do the right thing. Right? So like I respect that because I wish I could do the right thing. And if I was doing the right thing in my life from from a young age, maybe my life would be in a better place. Right? But sometimes I just want you to do the wrong thing. Just Sometimes I just want you to do something bad, if that makes sense. Because it's not something that you ordinarily do. But... Forget about that. I really want to know what is it. What's my oh, characteristic? No, nothing, nothing, nothing bad. Yeah, but, but I your, want to know what it is. Bring your, it. Your, I guess, like a combo of your stubbornness and your, oh. the fact that you don't back down. That's right. That's a very respectable trait, right? I mean, obviously, that's kind of why you get into arguments and debates. Yeah, you know, right. with some people. I don't get into but arguments. you don't let somebody just walk all over you, right? So you'll you'll turn around and stand up for yourself, and and of course, you know, push back. But then sometimes that's like super annoying when it comes to me because sometimes you do it where I'm like the most pointless things, but like you just won't, won't back down. Like your fucking cat. Or you, yeah, and you're just not, not stubborn. I mean, you're so stubborn that like you just don't let things go. That's right. And like sometimes it's like you just ease up. Because, no, I don't ease need up. to ease up. I'm, I run shit. Okay. Especially in this household, I run shit. Okay. It's my way or the fucking, I'll draw you a map to the front door. It's not a problem. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you're not really saying that with much conviction. I don't think anybody's oh. really uh, <laughs> buying that. But okay, we'll, we'll let you okay. know that. That's cute. All right. All right. That's cute. We're going to move on before this turn takes a turn. <laughs> but the, see, that's what I'm saying. You're opening the door, and that's, that's what Steve was saying. Well, you were, knock, we're, knock, knock. Open we, that we're door. We're fast-forwarding the separation. Yeah, Stephen Kent. Oh, <laughs> fucking Stephen Kent. Look, we're not getting into him. <laughs> All right, my turn. Next question. Uh, let me flip over. Um, okay. Has there ever been a time where something bad has happened to me? And I don't mean bad, like I wasn't arrested, I wasn't hurt. Just something, something trivial, trivially bad happened to me. And you thought to yourself, that's what you fucking get, asshole. <laughs> I mean, never in like a serious way. I mean, I don't ever wish bad on you. But I do <laughs> find myself saying, ha ha ha, instant <laughs> karma. <laughs> Instant karma to you, like, a lot. Yeah, you do. Right? You always say that. <laughs> right, because you're annoying, no, okay? I'm not annoying. And you, you do and you say the most annoying and dumbest shit, right? So I like when that little shit happens. And it could be, like, like anything, because, like, again, you hate my cat, right? So you'll say something stupid to her or... I don't know, the dog will, like, chase her, and she'll get nervous, and you'll be like, ha, 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 because you're such an asshole, and then you'll, like, turn around and stub your toe, and I'm always like, ha, ha instant karma. Well, see, now that's so, not like, cool, because I'm why? saying words towards an animal, and then I'm, I'm, I'm phys- experiencing physical pain, and you're laughing, I mean... All right, well, so, I mean, sometimes that's not pain. 
But I mean, you do walk. I mean, we're talking do a lot of dumb shit. But I mean, sometimes it's just you know, oh, I you know, you did you said something mean to me, and then you go to leave right to go grocery shopping, and then you come right back in the house because you forgot your list and you got mad that you had to come back in the house. It could be dumb stuff like that. But I find myself always saying instant karma to you because you deserve the little instant. I don't deserve shit. You deserve it. I don't deserve anything. You deserve it. And once you're more self-aware of yourself, you'll understand. Very self-aware. You are not (laughs) self-aware. That's a whole other problem. So I hear, I hear I was thinking you were going to go and start bringing up like some drunk times. You know, we don't, I don't drink. So when I do drink, it gets sloppy and messy. Wait, you know why I don't bring that up? Because the question said, um, where was your question? It said that I thought to myself, that's what you get. Yeah. Right. So, for instance, if we talk about a drunk time, like, oh, I'm going to be so funny and I'm going to drink all this alcohol and then I'm going to drink whatever the hell that shit was that, in that can. That right? four loco. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, like, I, I know. And then this is the annoying thing, too. Like, I know your limit. But you, for some reason, after all these years, you don't know your limit, right? And then I look like the nagging wife if I try to step in and tell about your yeah. limit. So I don't. So then you go and you do this, this drinking whatever and you got so drunk. And, yes, that's what you get. <laughs> However... It comes back to me. Yeah. Because then I got to take care of your ass, that's right? So not like, always. that's what I get. Not always, okay? Not always because there's times that you left me outside. When I locked you outside. Okay, there was a drunk time that same night that I drank that Four loco after drinking for like six hours straight. I drank a Four loco because that was a good idea. And I fell asleep leaning on the garbage pail outside. And I woke up while the sun was rising, leaning on that garbage pail. Wait. Locked out of the house. Wait, wait. But what did I get out of that? I had to clean up the whole entire backyard by myself because you checked out. Well, you're going to have to do something. Okay. And then I had to leave you outside. But I'm not just a heartless, you know, cold-hearted bitch. So I was up all night worrying about you, even though I left you out there because that's what you get. (laughs) But it still comes back to me. Because then I got to clean up after your ass. Right, but if you were worried about me, why... I didn't lock the door. You, you could have... Because you... you came in, and then that's when you fell you... off the toilet bowl. No, that was a different stuff. time. That no. was Colleen's birthday when I fell in between the toilet. I wedged oh. myself. I wedged myself. No, I'm not even going to go into this story, but let's just say I was drunk, and I was on the toilet, <laughs> and, and, I, and I fell stuff. asleep, and somehow, somehow fit myself in between the toilet and the bathtub, and I couldn't get out. So how did I get in without getting out? <laughs> Like, I literally had to slide the... the I had the to break the toilet. The, the toilet, toilet broke the, the seal. seal around the bottom of the toilet was broke because I couldn't get out. How do you slide into something? You know, and, and then I had somebody tell me... Because you probably sweaty and you slowly probably, just... Yeah, drinking. sweat probably had something to do with it. Plus, if you when, you when you inhale, you are full. And when you exhale, your lungs are empty. Maybe I got thinner <laughs> and I was able to slide my sweaty, greasy self. But see, that still comes between. back on me because I got to take care of your ass. So, like, no. That's why... I prefer Listen, the instant karma answer. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. What's next? <laughs> Let's go on a more positive note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. Uh, what's something that I've done or do that you're proud of? Well, I'm proud that you married me. It was a smart, <laughs> smart, smart I mean, decision. I, I never said yes. Yeah, well, no. You said I do. You just didn't say yes when we got engaged. But you did say I do. Um, I did. No, but there's quite a few things actually. Um, but I can narrow it down uh, to a couple. Obviously, your fis- your fitness achievements. Uh, oh, that's gone. Bef- yeah, well, before you got <laughs> pregnant, and I have because because of what you did before you got pregnant, I have full faith that you're going to do it again. You're going to stop being a fat ass now. Um, but uh, you know, not just the weight loss, but like the muscle gain. See, like right there, now a girl would freak out. Yeah. Well, do you remember when when you were pregnant, and I would refer to you as fatty on Facebook, and everybody would freak out. All right. Um, 
But no, it's not, it's not even just about the weight loss. It was like muscle gain, right? Um, there was, to me, you know, like seeing like a girl that has like cuts in her back was like, yeah, that, that did it for me. And, you know, from you doing all your squats and deadlifts and stuff like that with your friggin' thighs. Mm, yeah, I'm a big fan <laughs> of thick thighs. So, um, but probably the thing I'm most proudest of when it comes to you is you actually moving to Texas. Uh, leaving your family was clearly something that was really tough for you. I mean, everybody knew that. Your family was upset that you left. Um, and you did it without hesitation. And furthermore, you did it for the sake of your children. And that includes your stepchildren. You know, uh, it would be one thing if it was just Gavin, but like you did that for Ty and Nick as well, right? So the five of us moved to better our life. And I sacrificed a job that I loved. I sacrificed seeing friends and family and whatnot. But none of that compares to the the disconnect that you had with your family because the closeness that you have with your family was it trumps everything that I was close with the closeness with your family it probably trumps my closeness with the buffalo bills so the fact that you were able to leave that for the sake of me and our three kids yeah i, I there's there's nothing i could be more proud of so so you can admit that um pretty badass you have your moments i'd I say like moments. once every like seven and a half months you're you'll do something guy. and i'm like seven and half yeah months. that's I'm, a very specific time frame yeah you're a lucky guy i averaged it out i've done I my did. research <laughs> you probably wrote it down i have a spreadsheet or something yeah, yeah. you could probably look it up in, yeah. Your, yeah, in yeah. your manual yeah. <laughs> all right so leading right into the next question um tell me about a time where you feel that i behaved so dramatically Okay, <clears throat> this, these dramatics have been going on for 10 plus years. What? The cat shitting on your head fiasco. The cat shit on my head. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so to give a little quick summary, we got a kitten. Stupid. She was a baby. She's a kitten, okay? She goes in the litter box. And I understand people who don't like cats, they're all like, whatever, they walk in the litter box, they got shit all over their paws, got it. All right, so she goes in the litter box, I guess she had some diarrhea that morning, and she stepped in it in her paws, okay? And then she walked across the apartment into our bedroom, and she jumped on the bed, and you know, anybody who has a cat know, they climb all over, right? Sometimes they climb on the pillow, so she climbs over John's head. And then John starts touching his head and wondering what all this, like, weird, gritty stuff is. And it's because the cat with her litter and her diarrhea got all over his head. Okay? But it was an accident. It was okay? not an accident. She was a kitten. It was not a calculated incident. She, she went to the bathroom. She got it on her paws. And then she came in to cuddle with us. It just so happened that you were closer on that side of the bed. She walked over your head. This guy has held a grudge against this cat for 10 plus years. She it shit has, on my has, head. It molded and shaped their entire relationship. Okay. He walks near her and just gives her the finger. <laughs> he curses at her. He throws things at her. He is so mean to her. And when you ask him why, it all goes back to when she was a baby. When she shit on my head. She did not set up so, shop and take a dump on your I'm head. I'm not saying she did that. But your theory on what the happened, mind you, it was four o'clock in the morning Listen and we were in dead sleep. What woke me up was the smell of shit. And I'm like, why am I smelling shit? It's dark in here. It's four in the morning and I'm smelling shit. Did I shit myself? What the hell? And then a I baby. touch my head because I feel something on my head and I'm looking at my fingers and I see shit. So don't tell me that she shit in the litter box, played with it. and then She didn't play with it. Well, she you know what I mean. She stepped in it. 
it. So she She's didn't do that because if she would have done that, then it would have been tracked on the carpet all the way from the litter box that was all the Wait way in the kitchen so that to our legit, bedroom. She legit went to the bathroom. I don't know what she did. All I know is there was no, there was shit nowhere other than my head. Okay. <laughs> The only other option is you were mad at me or something and you were like, you know That's what? That's what you get. No, that, right. That, see? See what I'm saying? I'm just saying, if you see it from my point of view, do you see how funny it is? No, it's not Like, funny. you're like all worked what, that, up. That the cat like, shit on my head? You're all worked up. You got like blood vessels popping and listen, stuff. Listen, I'm not saying the cat cocked over my head and took a shit, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if, 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 if the theory that Jackie's going with is true, that the cat shit in the litter box and they got it stuck in her claws, you would have seen shit marks on the carpet that ran through the living room, but then into we, our bedroom, then onto the they, bed. Maybe they were and we didn't see it. No, there was no... The shit that was on my head was thick. It had substance, okay? <laughs> it was large, okay? You're failing to see how funny this is. No, I don't... You know what? Let's pour let's pour some shit on your head and then talk about it and see how I funny mean, you think it so is. I mean, okay, so when you get shit on your hand, because for some reason, I don't know why, when you change Luca's diaper, you oh, yeah. always get shit on your hand. Are you holding a grudge against him? No, because it's my fault for... Because he's a baby? No, because it's my fault for, for getting in there too deep. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get all the shit out from within his ball bag. Oh, you know what I'm saying? just looked for an opportunity to say that. Well, I just changed his diaper and I said ball bag 97 Can times. stop with that? It's a ball bag. Oh, I don't understand. No. What do you want to call it? You're a ball what bag. What do you call it? Scrote? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. You're getting off topic. Uh, yeah. So I thought you were going to go with the way I smell the dog food. Whenever I got a... Like, oh, the, God. The <laughs> dog food, okay? So like... Oh, when, here we go. When we give the dogs wet dog food, it stinks. It smells. And it... Turns my stomach. It's not that bad. I, it's just something, it's just like, you know, some people like broccoli and some people don't, right? Like, there's something about canned, wet dog food <laughs> that turns my stomach, and it makes me gag. It, it makes me, oh my God. it makes me grow. It's yeah, but you do disgusting. it so dramatically to the no. point where we had a change because you used to feed them in the morning, That's and right. you would have to feed them the canned food, and I had a change. Yeah. Now we have to only feed them the dry food in the morning because you That's can't right. handle it. You see how I manipulated that situation? Can't handle it. What? Wow. All right, what's All right, next? So let's let's calm down your stress level. Stupid cat. With the cat. Dramatica. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's one of his nicknames. Even Gavin calls him Dramatica. Uh, so let's talk about something happier. Uh, let's talk about vacation. Okay. We've taken a lot of vacations. Some yeah. we took alone. Some we took with friends. Yeah. Always a good time. Uh, which one is your favorite? Um, well, we've been on a lot of vacations, like you just said. Um cruises by far are my favorite vacations um i've been on seven um i truly enjoyed our first cruise together um but and then even our honeymoon was fun the one we went with brian and lisa was good but was yeah but we can't I, I honestly the fact that we brought ty nick and gavin with us on our cruise um just it's anytime anytime the five of us before luca now the six of us are together it makes me happy on a level that no one would ever understand because i don't really i I don't describe i don't talk about that because i just don't know how to word it and describe it but that cruise when we went on a couple years ago with with all with the boys was by far the best because it was it was little things about that cruise that made me happy right like you know we were sitting there trying to explain to ty nick who you know what was ty 14 nick was 13 gavin was Eight, uh, six, seven. Six seven. And you're trying to explain seven. to them how what a cruise ship is and how big a cruise ship is and what you could do on a cruise ship. And I don't think that they fully understood because I know I didn't fully understand the first time I went on a cruise. So seeing their reactions when we got on the ship and they saw how big it was and all the things that you can do on the ship mm. was, was one of my favorite moments in life, not just vacations. But 
but yeah, we've 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 had some some good cruises. Um, our very first cruise, like I said, um, you know, m- one of my favorite stories that I tell people is, you know, Jackie Jackie's a little princess, you know, a little Massapequa princess. She got everything she wanted. Where you know, this going? oh, it's going. Don't worry. And she had this like really really expensive Movado watch. And we were, oh god! And we went to St. Thomas yeah. on one of our cruises, and then we took a little ferry over to St. John. Uh, and there's a beach there called Trunk Bay Beach, and it was like National Geographic's like top. I think it was like number seven on their top beaches in the world. So we had to go there, of course. And we're out there, and I remember she took everything off. She took her Movado off, and she was like, "Oh, can you hold this?" Blah blah blah. So then we went out into the water snorkeling, and we won't even talk about what happened with the snorkeling. We should fifth rewind flipper. and talk about the snorkeling. I think that might come up later on, but. Uh, <laughs> But the Movado, uh, she was like, we're in the water and, you know, we're like chest deep. And she's like, you took my watch out of, out of uh, your bathing suit, right? And I was like, nope, I still got it in here. And I remember her reaction was like, oh, my God, what? You know, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, my God, stop it. I was just kidding. Until I reached my hand in my pocket and realized that I did not take the Movado watch out of my pocket. And it was underneath the water. And that was, that was a good time. That was, that was a good time. But. but what was a better time was before you got in the water when you were trying to put your flippers on oh. to go snorkeling. And anybody who's put flippers on before, you know, you got to stick your foot in that hole. And then there's like another extra little hole there. I don't really know how that works, but there's like two. Hmm. And uh, what did you do? You stuck your foot in the I stuck the my foot hole. in it, but then a wave hit me and <laughs> threw me off balance. No, no. You stuck your foot in the wrong hole. Because, uh, because the wave hit me and I so sh- now, my whole body went forward. So now he sticks his foot in the wrong hole that like your whole foot's not supposed to fit in. But because the wave hits him and all the pressure goes, it jams his foot all the way into the flipper and he falls over. So now you got to imagine this man. <laughs> that's oh, Gavin Gavin's laughing in laughing. the background <laughs> falling over with one flipper and now we can't even get it off because his foot is jammed into the hole my foot is turning purple because the the blood is being cut off that's I, what you get uh, alright well you know what alright you know what I revised my answer my favorite vacation was one any vacation that I've been on without you on it that's a lie son of a alright so anyway what is something about myself that you wish that I would have changed, but you abandoned all hope and just started dealing with it. When did you abandon hope <laughs> and why? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know about learning to deal with it. Well, I mean, I deal with it my own way. I have been asking you for 14 years. 14 years. Mm. When you put a dirty container in the sink <laughs> that has a cover on it. For instance, you go to work, you bring your lunch, you have it in a Tupperware. He always brings something like really saucy and gross, right? And then he doesn't rinse it out at work. He just puts saucy. He just puts the cover on with the plastic fork in it. That's right. Okay. And then he comes home, and if we're lucky, and he empties his lunch bag, he just puts it in the sink, right? Closed everything, right? And there'll be like three containers, and usually they have salad dressing, right? So you have like smelly salad dressing in there. So now it's sitting in the sink. And now it's sitting there for a few hours. If he does it at night, it sits in there overnight. And then all of a sudden when I go to wash the dishes, I open it and I get blasted in the face Mm. with this foul, foul smell. You're welcome. Okay. So I have asked him nicely, hey, you think that you can just, you think that you can just, you know, rinse it out, take the cover off, splash around some water and I'll wash it for you, right? You're upsetting Luca. (laughs) And I'll wash it for you. So he did it for a short time. And then he stopped doing it again. So the way that I dealt with it is I would wash the entire sink full of stuff. And then I would just put his containers off to the side in the sink and let him wash them. So now they're staying in there even longer hmm. so that that smells just marinating in there. Hmm. Because you, you, you did good for a little while, hmm. but I noticed you've been doing it again. 
And the new thing is, is you do it with all of your gym cups. Yeah. So your shaker cups that have your pre-workout, that's sitting in there. You know what? You took a lot of shit. I do, but, it, but it's truth. It's truth. And the other, the other thing is uh, the toilet paper roll. Oh, you need to get over that because... I we, did get over that. I stopped using that bathroom. Well, that's what I was about to say. We have separate bathrooms, you know, and that's the way I like it. Like, I legit, so will, I legit will not use your bathroom anymore because every time I go in there... There's a, like an empty brown roll on there, and then the new one is sitting on the counter. That's right, because that's the way I like it. And what's annoying is you've got you've got Gavin manipulated and brainwashed to think that that's no. the way it's supposed to be. No. So now he goes in there and he ruins my bathroom. No, because when Gavin gets older and gets married, his wife is going to be like, "Oh man, Gavin, you're amazing. Stop it. I can't believe that you changed the toilet paper roll. Stop Who it. Who taught you how to do that? Gavin is never going to get married. Why, Gavin? Why? Because never ever ever get married because <laughs> girls stink so here what i thought you were I, I really honestly thought you were gonna say was in the very very beginning and now all of you that know me and have known me for years know that i use the word fuck like the word the okay so in the very beginning every time i would say fucks jackie would like do like you have to stop why do you say that word and she's like get mad at me when i would say it and i made a tiny effort to curb it and stop it but that didn't last too long so eventually she just got over it. And people that know Jackie currently in 2020, you know that she curses almost as much as I do. I she know, uses that word. Old. That's right. You're welcome. It's just a word. No. It's just a word. how much I curse. She barely even anyway. curses. Anyway. So, yeah. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's what I thought you were going to say. Containers. What it should have been. Put some water in it. What it should have been. What you really should have just gotten over and let it let it whatever and, and instead of acting so dramatic and so over the top with it mad right now. is the butt swipe oh the, the credit nice. card butt swipe okay Stop. that is the most annoying thing ever i would just walk in the room and just go whoop and give her a credit card swipe and i know it would bother her and then every once in a while I'm like all right i'm gonna stop this you know whatever but then all of a sudden one day i'm sitting in the kitchen and i would get a whoop a swipe and i was like oh so we're still going with this sweet because no. i was enjoying this no it's not that we're still going with it it's just now you can feel how uncomfortable and annoying it is it's it, it is what it is. I mean, annoying. It's, it's 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 annoying, but there's a lot of annoying things in life, and you just deal with it. But no, instead, no. let's act really dramatic and listen, and cause a listen, big old stink. I'll make you a deal right Stop now. It. I'll make you a deal right now. If no you, deals. If you start if you start taking the cover off and putting water in your dirty containers, I'll let you credit cards wipe. Nah, I don't know. Think about it. All right. Sleep on it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. All right. What else you got? Is there something that I do or have done that brings something out in you? Like a certain personality trait or talent or maybe even something negative. Like, for <laughs> instance, your cursing yeah. has brought out my cursing. That's right. And I don't really... Because I'm so see, influential. I don't really see that as a positive. So, I mean, this can go a couple ways. Okay. Well, yeah, something that brings something out in me, my sarcasm comes out. 100%. So... It's so easy to get you. It's Stop. so easy no, to get you. And it gets more extreme and severe because you have this obsession with talking so much shit. You, you claim how much you love me and everything like that. But when we are with other people, it doesn't matter who we're with. Family, friends, your family, my family. Talking shit is your job. So it's like, it's like I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I went over here. And then you've got to throw in a jab like, yeah, you went the long way. So, because nobody else challenges you. And I get that. I get that. And then they just let you go along on your pedestal. Absolutely. So someone's got to keep you in check. So you do. You keep me in check. But that brings out my sarcasm. So the more you jab at me, the more I jab at you. And then that's why 
our relationship and our interactions become comical, hence making this podcast, hence making this episode, because you bring out my sarcasm. Hence, your wife is a badass. Well, mm. well. Own it. Hold on. Own it. That's debatable. Oh. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh. <laughs> God. All right. So this next question, I'm not all too excited about. I know you wouldn't be. But, uh, but fuck it, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, I'm I'm okay with making people laugh at my expense. Not a problem. So, oh, it's not something. Bad. Well, I'm just saying. You know, I, I I have zero problems owning up to my flaws, if yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've got like three flaws. Self aware. Uh, <laughs> so, what is something that you know about me as a person that you think that would shock other people if they knew? So you're not gonna like this because now I'm gonna like because you like to come off as like this, you know, stubborn. Hard ass, challenging, whatever. Well, but your affection is something people don't know about you. People know about my affection. Mm. People know about my affection for the Buffalo Bills. Right, my number right, one. Right. So like, so you even said you even said earlier when we were talking about the kids with the, with the crews, right? Yep. You even said, oh, it's not something I normally talk about. You know, when it comes to, you know, like how you said that was the best trip, right? Yep. Because of your family. So like most of the time, you do you come off as the funny guy who likes to push buttons and ruffle feathers. Right, you get do arguments, and you're always trying to get a, a rise out of people. But at home, you're actually very affectionate. You're very, you know, telling me you love me multiple times a day. Lies. Telling me how you adore me. Not true. How you're obsessed with me. Uh, and how your wife's a badass. Well. That's right. Well, but my, I, I don't. My think wife people, does have a badass. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, people don't... Hasty. I don't, I don't think... All right, let's... Too far, too far. <laughs> I don't think people realize that you have that that side to you. And, you know, that's something I think that would shock people. Probably. It's something you probably don't want them to necessarily know. Well, <laughs> I think it's going to come to light regardless. So, like, when the Bills actually do something, you know what I mean? My affection for the Buffalo Bills is probably going to cause me to can cry. Can you just chill out with the Buffalo Bills? But they're like, my number one. Okay, but can you just chill out? <laughs> Put them to the side. Never. Put a pin in it. Never. Uh, all right. What else? So we're going to hope that this doesn't go down the road of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've been together for 14 years, right? Yeah. So we've had a lot of memories, good, bad, funny, whatever. Uh, what's a random one that makes you smile or shake your head? Just... Random? Well, I mean, of course, going to a Bills game and, you know, being... 65 mile, an, six, 65 mile an hour Try winds again. and the rain coming in sideways. That's why you proposed to me. And your jacket That's was broken. That's why you proposed to me because I said to you, is that literally your answer? No, it's not. Because that that, I remember saying to you, if this guy doesn't marry me after this, I am out. Yeah. Um, no, there's, a, there's a, a couple of them. Um, one, we actually already talked about uh, me putting my flippers on, on the Trunk Bay Beach. Um, how about... How about um, Hearing you scream as we're going down the tunnel. Okay, so we go to we, when we first started dating, we weren't even living together. We we're only together for like two, three months or so, and we go to Splish Splash. Uh, My first time. The first time going to Splish Splash, and there was a ride that we go down a dark tunnel really fast, and it spits you out into like a toilet bowl type thing. And hearing we sat on the tube together, and hearing her scream bloody murder made me made me it was the funniest thing ever and it's like so like trivial and small but like it always always brings a smile to my face when i think about that but 
Um, See, now you, wait, when I said to you, when you were like, oh, you stubbed your toe, and you were like, well, that's mean, because that's, like, dangerous. So, yeah. like, I was scared. You were scared of what? You were scared that you were going to get wet? I don't like water rides. I don't like well, then why do we? Then why did we go to one? It's the same thing. Like, I go on roller coasters, but I don't really like that drop. It scares oh. the shit out of me, so I scream. Yeah. And you no, know what? You know what's annoying? Fine. You, you know what's scream. annoying? Because then we went to uh, Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. The first time we went, and I went on... I went on one of those rides with Tyler, mm-hmm. and I screamed, and yeah. he laughed his ass off That's at me. Right, because it's crazy. Uh, yeah, man. How about uh, an embarrassing moment for me that now I can look back at and laugh, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, right? <laughs> so we go up to Buffalo. Shocker. So actually, this trip right here, we actually didn't go to a Bills game because we went, we went during the wintertime. So, but we went, we went for our anniversary, right? We went up to Buffalo. To Buffalo for our anniversary. We went to Niagara Falls. I should have known. Well, no. It was like our first anniversary. I don't know why we, I don't know why we chose to go up there. I mean, granted, we went to Niagara Falls and that's probably what we wanted to do. But while we were in Buffalo, we went to Anchor Bar. And if any of you know what Anchor Bar is. Embarrassing for you. (laughs) Yeah, it was embarrassing for me. If, if, if anybody knows what Anchor Bar is, it's the home of the Buffalo Wing, right? So when they call it Buffalo Wing, like people down here in Texas don't know, like Buffalo, the sauce, Buffalo sauce that goes on wings and chicken and stuff like that, that was created in the city of Buffalo. That's why it's called Buffalo Sauce and Buffalo Wings, okay? So that was invented by a woman who who owned the Anchor Bar. That bar is still open. It's like half bar, half museum. So we went there for dinner because I wanted wings and I wanted her to experience it. And what does this Polak order? Pasta. Well... Wait a second. I don't like wings. But we went to the home of the wing. But I don't like chicken on the bone. So we're gonna chicken on the bone. We're gonna we're gonna move on. Okay. Uh, Another another memory that always was so gross. It was so gross. The pasta. Oh god. Uh, The meatballs. The meatballs were. Oh, they tasted like feet. That makes sense. Like tastes like feet. All right. (laughs) We went to Branson last summer. And we passed by a gas station, which we have here, and she never noticed, okay? But it's spelled C-O-N-O-C-O. It's pronounced... (laughs) I don't even know which way it's It's right It's pronounced Conoco. Conoco. But she's telling me it's Conoco. So that just led into a whole thing. So now the five of us are in the car. Tyler, Nick, Gavin, me. And we're YouTubing how to pronounce it. And they're like, oh, uh, this one says this. Conoco. This one says (laughs) Conoco. And we found like just all these different ways to say this. The gas station I don't is even called. Know how to say it. It's Conoco. <laughs> we messed Conoco. But this is what Conoco. That whole situation. That's another reason why I don't know how to say Decatur or Decatur. Decatur. I don't know which way is the right way because you've messed with me so much on it. Oh my goodness. Conoco. Okay. okay. So. I, you know what? This is why I just go to Kroger and get gas. <laughs> my favorite. Memory of all time with Jackie. I wasn't even in her presence when it happened. It was basically her explaining it to me afterwards. And yeah. So I was at work one day. And as you all know, seasonal. Girl Scout cookies are seasonal. Okay. (laughs) When we buy Girl Scout cookies, there's nothing. You're an asshole. Speaking of asshole. You're such an asshole. We have Samoas. We are both obsessed with Samoas. Okay. And this was, this was 10, 13, 14 years ago, right? So they were different back then. But Samoas, when we would buy Samoas, we would literally write with a permanent yes. marker, John and Jackie, on each box so you know not to touch each other's. But she would always eat mine anyway. What? Lies. Fatty. Lies. So there was a day where I hid her box of Samoas. And now she's texting me at work and she's like, where's the Samoas? Where's my Samoas? Where'd you put them? And I hid them. And I don't, I don't remember the reasoning for them, but I said, you know what? You're going to you're gonna have to look for them. And she was like, I'll find them. I'll find. I was like, you'll never find them. 
And I said, in fact, I got to say this a little low because it's people, kids in the house. I said, in fact, if you don't find them by the time I get from home from work, butt sex, man, I wasn't there to see it. But I imagine that she tore this house the fuck up. Okay, and she told me so. She told me she was running around the house sweating, looking for them because she was doing anything to find these cookies. So I think back at that and I crack up. Do you see up. how awful he is? But He's so awful. I mean, ultimately it didn't happen. And actually the thing is I wish I would have hid them in a better place. You know what I mean? Before I made those terms. Cause I, I, was I, that the time you had them behind the drawer? No, they were stuffed in, a, in, in oh, one of my hoodie pocket. front pockets. But yeah. Yeah, but, definitely not your best. You didn't want it that bad. On a, on, a, on a much better note, and I'll, I'll conclude this question with, with this here. Um, it's not so random. Uh, my favorite memory by far um, is not... It's not a funny memory. It's it's a serious memory. And kind of doubling down on what we were talking about before, how you were saying that I'm affectionate, right? So just uh, in a nutshell, when I had gained custody of my kids, uh, we were in a courtroom. And I don't know if you've ever, if anybody's ever dealt with this, um, you know, I'm assigned, to, I, I'm entitled to a lawyer, the other party's entitled to a lawyer, and then they assign a lawyer for the kids. So... While everything was going on, no details needed, um, we had the lawyer approach us, the one that was defending the kids, and asked, hey, if we are able to work it to where the kids are awarded to you 100% custody, are you prepared to take these kids in tonight? And my initial no hesitation reaction was to say, of course, but I didn't get a chance to say that because Jackie said it for me. Jackie hopped in over me. And with extreme passion in her voice, she said, yes, absolutely. So that, it was that very moment that my two worlds were sealed, right? I mean, Jackie and I were dating, what, for six years by then uh, and married for two. So obviously I was spending the rest of my life with this woman, you know what I mean? Like there was, there was already a connection there. But my two older boys were technically just, you know, her stepsons. And it was that moment right there where both my worlds were melded to one. And I never looked at that situation uh, I never looked back at I never looked back at that situation as Ty and Nick on one side and you on the other. From that day, from that day forward, it was just us. We were just us. If that makes any sense. Bad ass. Oh God! See, this Bad is why this this is why so solidified. So when you sit there and talk about being oh, annoying and stuff drop. like that, this is this is the annoying. My job. Just cut it off. My the, drop. the annoyings my go drop. both ways. Whatever. All right, this one should be fun. Uh, using percentages, how often? Do you wish that I wasn't such an asshole when talking to people outside of our household? I feel like you think that that percentage is really high. Yeah. If you had to guess what my answer was, what would you think I say? I would think that you would say probably about 63 and a half. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What, what, what's, so, the, what's, what's your percentage? 20. Ugh. 20%. Because, <laughs> because. What? Because, all right. In the beginning of the relationship, it was, you know, me getting used to your ways, which was hard because... She said hard. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's hard because I have to, I would get more involved in it. Yeah, but you would get more involved in it. Oh, here we go. You see, that's what I was talking about earlier. That's what I do. I repeat her to let her know I'm listening. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So, I would always kind of get involved to kind of, you know, whether defend, you know, myself to be like, oh, I'm with this guy here who's saying this shitty stuff, you know, and kind of try to clear the air. But then as I got kind of used to it, now I just kind of let it go because... You don't let it go. You think it's awesome. Well, 
I don't think it's awesome, but I mean, your assholeness to other people doesn't really affect me. Yeah, it does. I mean, sometimes it affects me. Okay, perfect okay. example. So, sometimes it affects you me. You have a lot of friends from the gym that I have not met yet, okay? If we run into one at, the, at, at, the, at a restaurant or something like that, and one of them is wearing a Dallas Cowboys hat, and I make a comment about a Cowboys, how they suck or something like that, and now I'm an asshole, and then, like, I'm being not obnoxious, but, like, not, you know, I'm just meeting for the first time, but I'm being, like, a little, you know... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, But that's okay because... It's all in it, good fun? No, because if it's people that I talk to all the time, like people from the gym, I've already talked to them about you. Why? Why so do you talk I've about already, me? So I've already... Oh, it's so good. It's so annoying. Why? It's so annoying how much you I mean talk you talk about you. You talk about me? It's embarrassing how much I talk about you. It's Why? So what do you talk about? How awful you are. How awful I am. So you complain so about me? So annoying. You complain about me to people? So I will explain like situations, right? Mm. Or tell them about things that happen and then kind of, you know give the preface of this is how my husband is you know and then they they kind of are aware right and then some of them are now friends with you on facebook oh that's my favorite that was a bad move but anyway <laughs> so some of them are now you know so i always say you know take that at your own risk so that's why i say only 20 percent. maybe in the beginning of the relationship it was mm. higher but I, i've learned to mm. you know to kind of back down and just let you be yeah and then that's what, but that's why, Listen, that's why if you notice that a lot of people are always like, oh man, your wife is awesome. Like, I don't even know how she deals with you. Like she, she's the one, you know, I'm friends, I'm friends with him because no. I'm friends with her wife. No. Yeah. So yeah. let me tell you that the, the reason why people say stuff like that, like I think Stephanie said that the other day is because she doesn't want to fill my head with good thoughts, right? Like she doesn't want to like gas my head. That's, that's how you take it. Yes. When people say like, oh, that's I'm only friends, I'm only friends with you for your wife or, oh, this guy's crazy. And the only reason why I deal with him is because his wife is awesome. That's just them being like, all right, this guy is fucking awesome this guy this is, is badass okay. i love this dude but i can't give that to him because it'll gas this up his head this is another situation where i'm gonna ask you to be self-aware i'm i'm very self-aware <laughs> you are not self-aware. i understand my awesomeness okay you need to learn about oh. the awesomeness oh my god whatever we're, we're, we're done Hashtag with this self-aware it's 323 all right shoot so i know that the answer is not how to be self-aware mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> what is something that i have taught you taught and it could be, you know, something about yourself, or it could be, you know, like a life hack, mm-hmm. or, you know, I wish you would listen to me when I teach you how to cut with knives. Oh. Now, that's something that you haven't let me teach you. Yeah, that's that's important. And, and it is because you're like afraid of knives. Yes, knives suck. So if you would just listen so, to me and use the proper knife. Let me let me before I even answer that question. Let me just say that you said taught, which is one of the greatest words ever, right? Taught. Taught. T-A-U-G-H-T is taught. We didn't spend hours talking about this word. But the word taught, like a synonym for tight, is a great word. It's a great word. And what you should do is write it in capital letters on something and just display it and watch how many people walk by it and think that it spells twat. That's the best word ever. All right. So something you've taught me that's like so easy, so easy to answer. Um, You taught me how to be confident, right? I always have conviction in that's all my that. Fault? Yeah, that's your fault. I'm sorry, your everybody. Fault. I'm sorry. It, it, hey, look. All right. Like in the beginning, I taught myself to be confident, even though I wasn't, and it worked. And and it just it's just like a snowball, right? If you pretend to be confident, and then it works, and people feel that you're confident, then in turn you grow confidence, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And and it's so funny that it took me 30 years of my life, 25 years of my life, to actually learn that. And it was right before I met Jackie that I realized that that's all I need to do. And that's how it was. So this whole new person that I was, this very confident person that I was, was all starting when I met her. So she got to deal with me learning how to do that. I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. <laughs> most, of the t- most of the time, 
Most of the time, the reason why I'm so confident in the things that I say and do is because I've run it by you first. And I'll do that like, like slyly, right? Like you, sometimes you don't even realize, <laughs> Luke, Luke is loving this conversation. Sometimes you don't even realize I'm asking. So sometimes I'll just be like, hey, you know, uh, th- this guy over here, he said this, huh? <laughs> you think that's funny? And then she'll be like, oh, that's really funny. I'm like, sweet. And then I go with it. <laughs> Right? Yes. And she does it and I'm admitting things now that I shouldn't, right? Or I'll be like I'll be like, Oh man, I saw this post on Facebook and some guy said that, you know, yada yada yada, this, this and that. And then she'll be like, That's stupid. Why would he ever do that? And I'm like, Okay, let's cancel that fucking thing. I'm not doing that now. So I I slickly you know, run my ideas past you without you fucking. I'm a hot mess. It's fucking smart. And I can guarantee you there's at least because not not many people listen to this, but I can guarantee you that 10% of the men that are listening to this right now are like, fuck, I'm going to fucking try that, man. John Larson is a fucking genius. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So right, John, get... God, he, the, right. how, do you, how, how do you be so sexy and so pretty oh, God, of course. and also be a genius? <laughs> Listen, I need to write a book. That's what I need to do. You need to calm yeah. down. Anyway, but that's what you've taught me. You've taught me how to be confident. Sorry, everybody. Is that answer good enough for you? Yeah, well, now I feel like I need to go into hiding. Go into hiding. All right, so, last question. It's a question from me to Jackie. So, we play a lot of games together, a lot of pranks, if you will. What are some of your favorite games that we play? Because I've got some that I'd like to discuss, too. My all-time favorite one is when we hide stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, like... This has been happening from when we first started dating. I don't even know why things, be, be, these items become part of a game. But the funny thing is, <laughs> is that it's like unspoken about, but then we both know that it's about to become a game, right? <laughs> yes. So like, actually, sometimes it'll be something like, let's say, for instance, there was a business card, mm-hmm. right? And I showed it to you and then I put it on the table for you. And I said, okay, you take this. And then you don't take it for like days. And I'll be like, okay, you're supposed to take this. And now it just becomes a, a focal point, mm-hmm. right? So now it just becomes like, oh, I'm going to annoy her. <laughs> so now what you do is you take this business card and you hide it somewhere <laughs> where I'm going to find it when you're not there. Mm. And that's my favorite part. Mm. My favorite part is finding it when the other person's not there because I know <laughs> that when you find it, you're smiling yes. or you're annoyed or you're chuckling or you're like, that fucker. Yes. <laughs> so what we do is we then take this item and we hide it on each other and it can get... It could be simple. It could be like, oh, it was in my sock drawer. Mm. Then I've had, I think it was a magnet, I think, that John <laughs> wore in his shoe Son of a bitch. to work <laughs> for like eight hours. That was the story <laughs> I was going to go with. For eight hours, he walked around with this magnet in his shoe. She stuck a magnet in my dress shoe, okay? So I, I used to have, to have to wear like shirt, tie, slacks, and dress shoes to work. And I went to work. In my dress shoes and not knowing that I had this fucking magnet in my shoe. And I come home and I kick my shoes off and the fucking magnet goes flying. And I'm like, but you know, wait a minute. Did, did, did I just wear this for wait 10 hours? Do you know how annoying that was for me all day? I'm like, why isn't he saying anything? Like, I don't understand. I didn't like, feel it. So he didn't even know. I didn't right? So we it. hide these things. But the, but the best part, <laughs> oh, and that magnet, okay, because that magnet actually we lost mm. because he then put it on the, on the back of my car, my trunk. Yeah. And I drove with this thing on my trunk, and then it flew off. Yeah. But uh, my favorite part is that this game has evolved. Yes, it is. I mean, it used to be, like, stupid. Like, oh, we put it under your pillow, you know? And then it got really creative, where 
Uh, he got me this past this past year. We were hiding a uh, core water bottle. Now let me preface that with when we were coming back from, I believe, Shreveport one time with Jackie's uh, mother and uh, father-in-law. Um, we stopped at a gas station right around, I don't know, Forney area in Texas, and I picked up a core water bottle. And I know you know what I'm talking about. It's like the new one of the new hot water bottles. And at the time, Jackie didn't know what it was. She was like, what is that? What is that? It's fancy water. And she was like making fun of me. And I'm like, it's core. Like, you've never seen core? It's like Poland Spring. Right. right. Poland Spring is not existent in Texas. Ozark. 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 But regardless, core is one of the better waters, right? With the pH balance, it's like the second best water out there, second to Essentia, right? So... Are you kidding with these facts right now? Well, This is why I make fun of you. It's not debatable. It's so stupid. This is why I make fun of you. Your opinion is... Anyway, so he gets this fancy uppity water, And she's making fun of me for buying a water called core. Right. So now that bottle now becomes part of the game. The, the hard part about that is that the bottle is big. Yes. Right? So that thing was friggin' hard to... But that didn't stop me from putting it in her pillowcase. <laughs> so then one day I go to the gym at 5 a.m. And I'm putting my stuff down and I'm like, huh. I'm like, that's so weird. Right where we get our binders, right, of all of our routines. I'm like, there's a core water bottle. I'm like, this is really funny. So I go running back to my bag to get my phone to go running over there to nonchalantly try to take a picture of this bottle, right? Because who the hell takes a picture of a water bottle? Take this picture to tell him, like, look how weird this is that this is here. And, like, we're playing this game of hiding this. This motherfucker. He went and contacted. He went through Facebook and contacted one of my gym friends and arranged this whole thing where he met up with her to give her this bottle. And she planted this shit, okay, at my gym. Boom. At my gym. That was one of the better ones. Like, that game over. That one, that, that was it. That was the end of the game. That was the end of the core bottle. Hold on a sec. Yeah, it was the end of the game. Why? Because I won or because you just... Didn't bring it home because you didn't know it was the right bottle. Well, it was a little... No, the correct answer is A, I won. Okay? (laughs) There's no explanation needed. That was one of the better ones. That was one of the better ones. That's right. But that one, that game, I love that game because it's the most random items. It happens like... I mean, we can go months without doing it and then somehow, like I said, it's not even spoken about. We just know that this item now becomes part of the game and we have gotten really, really clever. Yeah. And it just, it makes me smile when I find the stupid thing and I'm by myself. And yeah. I was like, this mother. That's right. That's one of my favorite games. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, you kind of, I did say that I had a couple things as well, but well, th- wait, that I, was I, how I was going to end it. That was going to be my. But, that, those... but you know what other game I like? And mm. we actually did it mm. here, although you turned, turned it down. But like we negotiate a lot. And I don't know oh. if it's so much of a game, but like we, we, we negotiate over dumb shit. <laughs> like it'll be like, oh, the baby needs a diaper change, but there's also some dishes that need to be washed. Mm. So, uh. You know, I'll wash the dishes if you change the baby's diaper, but then I'll also do something else because, like, you really are trying to avoid it. So, like, we do these dumb, dumb negotiations. And a lot of times they're not even even. No. But whoever is trying to get out of it is just willing to, like, sacrifice. Yeah. And I even said that to you. I said, let's negotiate, right? Like I said, you you take the tops off of the, the yeah. Tupperware. I forgot what I negotiated with you because you turned it down. Something stupid, I'm sure. Well, whatever. You turned it down. So now you're mm. going to have to open up that foul-smelling shit when it's sitting in there for two days when I leave it in the corner of the sink. But that's one of my other favorite things that we mm. do. So I like, so, uh, you know, as I outlined earlier, we started dating on March 23rd, 2006. So 323 is, is a thing, right? We, we use 323 three, for a, a lot. Uh, that being said, it, when it's 323 p.m., we used to screenshot our phones and send it to each other just to say, hey, it's 323. Or if I'm driving and I'm behind a car and their license plate has a 323 in it, I'll send her a picture. From my mileage on my car is at three two three. We'll send pictures, so three two three is like us. So much for, so much to the point where 
I have friends mm-hmm. that will text us something that has to do with three through three. Um, every March twenty third, I have a friend. Yes, my friend Mookie will text me saying happy anniversary, happy <laughs> dating anniversary. So three twenty three is very very well known uh, among people that are closest with us. Um, that being said, every twenty third of every month, we will play a game that I always win. Uh, we'll text each other. Who texts each other first? I think I even talked about this earlier. But, uh, you know, happy. So we've been together for 170 months. Let that sink in. After listening to her for the last hour or however long it's been, let that sink in. 170 months. Bad ass wife. Listen. So in a very giant nutshell, that's us. Been married for 10 years, dating for 14. 170 months. 170 months. Luckily... She's my best friend. She gets to live with me. Okay? She gets to see this face every day. She's the ultimate winner. And she doesn't win because she... She's not the winner because she defeats me and anything. She's the winner because she gets to live with this guy. So, thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I'll be back with another one soon.